Hello, baseball fans, and welcome to Sully Baseball Daily, the podcast. We talk about baseball 365 days a year, unless it's a leap year, and then we're going to do another one. I've been doing this every single day since October 24th, 2012, and today's date, or at least the day it's being published, is May 14, 2016. And I'm your host, Paul Francis Sullivan. Please call me Sully. I'm recording this from the club level of AT&T Park, the home of the 2010, 2012, 2014, and who are we kidding, 2016 world champion San Francisco Giants. This is a really, really special episode of the Sully Baseball Daily Podcast for a couple of reasons. First of all, it is episode number 1,299. That's right. Start. Oop, there's a broken bat. Over to Duffy, over to Belt, end of the inning. Okay, the inning's over. I'm here at AT&T Park celebrating episode number 1,299. Tomorrow will be 1,300. It's also May 14. I'm not recording this on May 14, but I'm dropping this on May 14. May 14 is my birthday. I am now a 44-year-old man. And a present I want to give to myself is a trip to the ballpark. I want to go to a ball game. But I'm probably not going to be able to go to a ball game on my birthday. So I'm at least taking you to a ball game. I'm taking you, my listeners, my fans, my friends, in my, your little earbuds, to come with your pal Sully to a game here at AT&T Park, which I believe is, if it's not the most beautiful ballpark in baseball, man, it's on the Mount Rushmore. And when I say I want to take you my friends out there who listen to me all the time, I'm really meaning it this time because I'm not alone. Sitting next to me is, tell everyone your name. Cubs fan with an eight. That's right. Cubs fan with an eight. The man who has contributed more to the Sunday request has come here. He is in San Francisco. He said, come with me to the ball game. And you know what? Here we are. This is a connection made in the world of Sully Baseball. How are you doing, Cubs fan with an eight? I am good. Um, This is a very special trip that I'm on because I have this aim of visiting every major league ballpark. And with this trip, I call my trips Baseball Loser. With this trip, Baseball Loser 5, rounding rounding third and going home. I will have visited every single ballpark in the major leagues, and I'm every one of them. Every every current park you have. Now tell everyone your real name. You're not your fan is you're unless you're unless you're an alias. Are you are you you're, are you are you like in the witness protection program? Like is there is there a reason you never wanted to uh, let people know your true identity? No, there's not. My name is Marcel, and I am from Switzerland. It's from Switzerland, man. I'm sitting with a Swiss baseball fan. In, in in the real, these are damn good seats. And by the way, we got oh Crawford foul ball. Um, these are damn good seats. And and I have to thank you, man. I have to thank. I mean, I'm like I know your name's Marcel. I'm gonna call you Cubs fan with an eight. That's okay. That's okay. So so let me ask you a question because first of all, we're here in the club section. We're right along. We're pretty much smack dab in the middle of the third base line. And actually, Cubs fan... We are literally a line drive away from AT&T Park. No, no. (laughs) That's how you know this guy listens to the pocket. No, no. We are a line drive. We could be hit by a line drive in AT&T Park. By the way, over there, you see about three or four sections over there. You can't see it in podcasting land, but um, that's where my dad and I sat for game three 
of the 2014 World Series. Now, I want Giant fans out there, keep in mind, the Giants have played, under Bruce Bochy, have played in three different World Series. They played in uh, 20, in 2010, they won both games here at AT&T Park. In 2012, they won both games here at AT&T Park. And in 2014, they won two out of the three. They've lost one game, and I was there to see it with my dad. So, um, you are you are from Switzerland? Yes, I was born and bred there. And um, when I was about 15 years old, I, f I read an article in a, in a magazine about baseball and what it meant to the American people. And from that moment on, I, I was hooked and I wanted to know more about it and try to find out everything about baseball. Now, I'm one of the few people you, who are here who can speak, um, I think I'm a little bit older than you, or am I, or am I, or do you just keep better care of yourself? I just turned 42 weeks ago. Okay, so, uh, but we're in the same ballpark, in the, in the, actually now we're literally, we we're, actually, we're literally in the same ballpark, and we are figuratively in the same ballpark in terms of our age. Um, in, between 1981 and 1982, my family lived in Tonay in the canton of Geneva, so I, I, Unlike most people here, I can attest that following baseball, at least in the 1980s in the country of Switzerland, required some, well, how do I say it, dedication. So when, when, did, when did you read this and become hooked on baseball? Uh, this was a, a magazine, it's similar to National Geographic magazine, and there was an article about... about attending a game at the ballpark and, and what people do at the ballpark and I was never interested in soccer so I, I never cared about it and, and when I read about baseball I, I, I thought it was it sounded fun but how old are you when you did that? Was it, I was, in general, I mean, you don't have to tell me the exact date. We're not going to carbon date it, but it. so I was. I started becoming a baseball fan in 1990, 1991. Okay, all right. So you were about a teenager around that. Yes, and that was in the pre-internet areas era. So I was not able to look up res results. And um, how did I follow baseball back then? Um, oh, oh, there's a little flare that's going to draw. Oh, Tulowitzki made a nice play. While we're watching the Giants play Toronto. <laughs> For those of you keeping score at home. <laughs> so, um, there were, there wasn't much I could do. There were line scores in the paper about once per week. Not, right. e not even box scores, just line scores. In the regular paper, was there like an American paper like the International Herald Tribune or Stars and Stripes the or International something? International Herald, Herald Tribune. Yeah, yes. that's what we, we had that back then. So, right. And so then when I... Uh, visited the US for the first time I found out that there was this magazine called Baseball Weekly and it was from USA Today I think yep, yep. and they, they, they published it every week and I uh, started a subscription and I think the magazine cost about uh, $50 for the subscription and, and you easily got $51 worth of entertainment out of it right but I paid $100 for the <laughs> <laughs> by the way uh, uh, Trevor Brown who's filling in for Buster Posey. Every time I've watched Trevor Brown play, he's either he's gotten a hit. So if I keep watching Trevor Brown, he's going to win the batting title. And Buster Posey will be out of a job. I think he could find work. <laughs> so wow, so when you guys started, you obviously, now I'm not, I don't think I'm going to go out on a limb here, you became a Cubs fan. 
Uh, well, when I was eight years old and didn't even know about baseball, my mother went to Chicago and she brought home a T-shirt, a Cubs shirt. Gotcha. And I went... Later, when I learned about baseball, I remembered that shirt and I thought, oh, this is a baseball shirt and if my mom bought me that shirt, then this club must be really, really good. <laughs> <laughs> so you have your mother to blame. Yes, but she was there in 1984, so the okay, Cubs actually yeah. were good that right, year. Right, right, right. And so I, I became a Cubs fan. I, I have two favorite teams. And I always say one team was given to me, and that's the Cubs, and the other team I chose, and that's the Red Sox. After my heart. <laughs> and I chose them after visiting Fenway Park for the first time in 2003. That I was there for a series in September against the Orioles, and that was the, season, uh, the series when they actually clinched the wild card. Oh, wow, okay. Do you know what the wild thing is? You've been to a game at Fenway Park more recently than me. Uh, yeah, you said so on the podcast. You haven't been in a very long time. No, I, the last time I went was with my buddy Richie Duncan. We were doing a series of comedy shows in Boston, and we went to a game uh, at Fenway. We were both big Red Sox fans. He's been on the podcast. Richie's been on a couple of times on the podcast. And I just haven't gotten back there. And since I've last been there, the Red Sox have won three World Series. So I'm kind of thinking, eh, maybe it's uh, maybe I should keep my distance for a while. You don't want to jinx it. <laughs> yeah. I, so let me let me let me ask you something, man. So you started going to you started going to ballparks. Now I've seen a lot of ball, ballparks as well. A lot of ballparks I've gone to <laughs> don't exist anymore. I've been to a lot of places that are knocked down. So you've been to now that you've been to AT and T Park, you've been to all the ballparks that are currently in use. Yes, I've been to a total of 34 ballparks. So f I've also visited four parks that are not anymore. Which ones are the four you haven't been to? Um, that was Old Yankee Stadium. Yeah. Shea Stadium. Yeah. Um, uh, Stade Olympique in Montreal. I love that you call it Stade Olympique yeah. as well. Well, I, I grew up in Switzerland, so I had French class, right. and I know a bit of French. And the fourth, which one was the fourth? I'm trying to, oh, I'm trying to think of it. Give me a second. Um, was it was it in Miami? Oh, oh, that was my first ball, my first ball game in Candlestick Park. Oh, well, there you go. <laughs> there you go. And you've been to Oakland across the bay, right? I, I was there a week ago. Um, Oh, that's right. You got it. You try to get all, and I, like a week ago, I was. It was bananas. It was absolutely like I didn't have enough. To, I can't believe I pulled off seven podcasts that week. That was one of those like, I, 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 I deserved. I needed to have a banana. I just was completely. I was out of energy after the that. The streak was in jeopardy. It, it, you know what? It was at one point. It really. I, I, I did dig deep. I did dig deep. I'm, I'm glad you could make it. I'm, I'm a happy listener. Oh, man, I, you. By the way, I got it. I said it the other day. I, mean, I know you know because it was on the podcast. I was like, "Do you what? You you submit so many good Sunday requests. Like, there have been a couple of times. I'm like, you've asked something, and someone else has asked basically the same things. And I got to go with someone else because everyone's got to think that you know, Cubs fan with an eight has uh, has photographs of me or something like that. No, that's okay. I mean, because I don't, I cannot follow the game like many American listeners follow. I cannot decide on a whim to, to go to a game or to watch a game. That's why I have so many questions that 
probably American fans don't have. No, man, you ask good questions. You ask good, provocative questions. Most of, you know, most of the people are like, you know, why do you talk so much about the Red Sox? And, you know, shut up. You know, and then you just get around and you ask a provocative question. I'm like, geez, that Cubs fan. I had no idea you were even from Switzerland when you started. Said to myself, I assumed you were in Chicago. Like you were just sort of holed up there on the north side of Chicago, like surrounded by pictures of the Cubs and just sort of... Oh, do- oh, what a play. Josh Donaldson Josh Donaldson hit one right on the screws, and Matt Duffy leaned up and caught it. So so how did you find out about the show? Um, I was listening to the Rennie and Joe show. They were doing a podcast once a week, and all of a sudden they stopped doing it um, in... That must have been in 2013, I think. No, oh. 2014. That's when I started listening, spring of 2014. And and I was looking for a new podcast, and I went through iTunes, and I found, I found a Sully Baseball podcast, and I thought, um, let's listen to it. And I, I was intrigued by the fact that it was on every day. <laughs> intrigued or terrified? <laughs> well... It's not an hour-long podcast. No, 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 believe me. That streak would have ended a long time ago if it, had, if it was an hour-long podcast, believe me. The other podcast that I listened to, that was usually one or one and a half hours. And so that was that was only on once a week. But that's okay. But I like to listen every, every day. And when I found the podcast, I was in Florida on vacation and I was doing the Marlins ballpark and the uh, Tampa Bay you were in, it was the new ballpark with the with the statue yes, okay yes. so you've been in the the, the with the, you did you see the Marlin dancing statue yes I did see it but and I think that ballpark is very underrated because it's really? a lot of fun to to go and oh I'm happy to hear that I'm really <laughs> happy to hear that because I you know I have this weird thing about the Marlins because it's I'd like I to know. see them win another World Series this decade just to mess with everybody <laughs> Just, just to get, and just to have it in that ballpark, and I'm also, I'm a huge Jose Fernandez fan. I love Jose Fernandez, and I love Giancarlo Stanton. So I would like to see them. You know, I like, I like players who are exciting that I like to watch win titles. I'm kind of weird that way. <laughs> Um, yeah, I just wish there were more more people going to to the Miami ballpark because it's really a fun ballpark. That statue thing is is very ugly, but but then again, um, I think it is very Miami. Exactly, that was the point I made back in the. I don't know if you ever saw the video I did back in uh, like 2011. I said that's Miami. It's not Miami is not an understated place. It's not a it's not a place that you go to go like oh do you know what uh, you know I want to really uh, have a nice low key ballpark and right. you know really understated. No, it's freaking Miami. Right. It's Scarface for God's sakes. And it would be very weird if they had something like ivy on the walls right. like the Cubs do. And they also have a fun thing. They have the the museum of bobble hats. They call it when you, <laughs> when you enter the ballpark. They have this this huge glass thing with with bobblehead dolls from all all the teams in in the majors. They, and there there must be at least 500 bobblehead dolls there. And this 
this glass thing is, is shaking and, and so all the bobblehead dolls are bobbling their head. That's a lot of fun to look at. <laughs> I tell you, I, I never got bobbleheads. I never understood the appeal of them. I don't ever get why people like were like, oh well of course it was a sellout. That was uh it was it was uh Sean do a little bobblehead night. You know, like, I mean, it's why? Why do you? And I had a boss. I had a boss on a TV show that I worked with a couple of times, who's a rabid Cubs fan. He's older. He was older than us. I mean, he's he was, you know maybe a generation ahead of us. And he had in his office. He had it was, a, a, it was a bookshelf filled top to bottom with Cubs bobbleheads. That pride, this was a. This is a 60-year-old man. This is not a 13-year-old boy. This was a this guy had this guy had nearly grown kids. And I'm like, and, and he and it wasn't like his kids' collection. He had great pride. He told tell me that they were arranged in a specific way. And that the Mark Grace bobblehead was a in an Arizona uniform because he was so happy that Mark Grace won a World Series right, ring with right. Di- with the Diamondbacks. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, going like, this is psychotic. <laughs> So are you more of the Beanie Baby type of guy? No, I'm more of seeing a ball game type of guy. Uh, you know, I'm more of a collect. Uh, um, I'm more of a collect uh, uh, programs and souvenirs guy, and that that's what I'm into. But uh, wow, so the, you've been to you've been to a lot of parks that I've been. Oh, but you know what? You've been to Turner Field, right? Um, that's actually the ballpark I've been to most often. Really? Because in 2001, my uh, my company sent me to Atlanta on a work assignment, and I was there for four months. And I tried to go to ball games as often as I could, and um, I so I went to Turner Field a lot. That wow. Summer. Well, you're going to have to go to a new. You're going to that's going to be a new ballpark for you because they're going to be opening next year the new ballpark in the suburbs. And and you remember my plan of what they should do with Turner Field? They should move the Tampa Bay Rays there, no, or or the Rays, or drag it across the country, put it right across the bay. Right. Just drop it right there. Call it Turner Field, ho- former home of the Atlanta Braves, current home of the Oakland A's. If they could move London Bridge. <laughs> To where is that? Arizona, New Mexico. They moved it to some. You know that, right? The original London Bridge. Yeah. Is in in either Arizona or New Mexico. No way. Yeah, you can look it up. I never heard. I'm, of not, that. I'm totally not bullshitting you right now. <laughs> and the uh, so if they could do that with London Bridge, uh-huh. we can move Turner Field to sure. the Oakland Coliseum sure. parking lot. Turner Field is 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 a nice ballpark. I'm yeah. surprised they're moving already. I, I think it, it it's all it all has to do with. Uh oh, high drive, left field. This is going to go, and it's a two run home run for Edwin Encarnacion. And he's doing that little one arm thing. He's doing that little one arm thing. Let me tell you something Jake Peavy is lucky that this game is only 3 nothing. Paging for Mr. Lincecum. Uh, right. He had his outing. Um, yeah. So. Yeah. Gee whiz, I wonder if they can find room for. Uh, for PV, whose ERA is now 919. That's not good. Um, it is not good. No. <laughs> no. I think you're right, Cubs fan with an eight. Well, so let me do what so when you're you're in Switzerland, you're in you're in you said you're in Zurich, right? I am in Zurich, yes. I, beautiful city. I've been to Zurich, beautiful city. Um, oh I'm glad you've been there. When yep. you next time you visit, I'll take you to a ball game there. 
All right, is there a, are there is there a ball game there? There are there are three teams in Zurich, and I since I played, I used to play when I was a teenager. Um, they've become much better. Um, it is actually fun to watch a, a game in Switzerland. They have a, a real field now with bases. They used to play on on a soccer pitch, and now they have a real baseball diamond. And they have three rows of seat, seats, and usually it's uh, friends and family. And then there's my friend Greg and me. Greg is from Wisconsin. He, he's been living in Switzerland for 20 years now. He's a very good friend of mine, and we always go to ball games in Zurich. Well, let me tell you something. If I'm ever in Zurich, and sometimes I'm just here, yeah, I'll have a couple hours free from my lunch. I said, do what? Instead of going to the cafeteria, I'm going to get on a Swiss Air flight. Usually I go to Bern, but, you know, sometimes I'll head to Geneva. But next time I'm in Switzerland, I'm going to see a Swiss baseball game. I'll much like the, much like the next time I go to, to England, I'm going to see the three London teams play there. Right. So, so right. I love this idea of European baseball. In fact, it, I, I'm not a fan of the World Baseball Classic in terms of having major leaguers participate in it because they don't care. They treat it like spring training. But if we could treat it as a place where countries where we can build the interest of baseball, like in Switzerland, like in England, hell, like in Liechtenstein, if Liechtenstein could turn into a, a baseball powerhouse. Have you been to Liechtenstein? Of course I was in Liechtenstein. We went to Austria and we had a minute and a half and we drove, we went through Liechtenstein. Right, right. I have a good friend from Liechtenstein. Really? <laughs> and she was with me at the Mets game uh, two weeks ago. I assume she has a one-bedroom apartment in Liechtenstein because there's not a lot of room for anything else there. True, true. And, and um, they don't... I think they don't allow foreigners to live there because they don't have enough room. So if you work in Liechtenstein, you have to live in Switzerland or Austria. They have some special immigration laws. But what if, laws. You, but what if oh man, boy, it's like, it's like Donald Trump, you know? It's, <laughs> they're just trying to close your borders. And you know, they don't have those Austrians and Swiss pouring into Liechtenstein. So, so when you're there, so how often do you, like... Do you, are there a lot of other Swiss baseball fans there, or, or along with, other than your friend from Wisconsin? Um, there, there must be some. <laughs> <laughs> hey, here's here's the deal. If you are a, uh, a Swiss baseball fan who happens to listen to the Sully Baseball Daily podcast, do us all a favor and tweet at me at Sully Baseball, and also tweet at Cubs fan, but spell Cubs it's without a B, spell it with an A. Okay, and then if we can make this sort of connection. Uh, that would that would be great for everyone. And well, we could go to a game together in Zurich. Boom! And do you want, if you do that, we may have to do a we may have to link up and do a podcast from there as well. All right, man. Well, look at we have here. This, we got the club seating here, so they have a club menu. They have like they have food here, and one of the food like if I if I had if I was making if I was making Troy Tulowitzki money, I would order the crazy crab sandwich, which is Dungeness crab on sourdough bread. But here's the deal. That's seventeen dollars. All right. That sound good though. Yeah, it sounds good. But does it sound seventeen dollars good? <laughs> I mean, well, actually, is, does any ballpark food sound seventeen dollars? No, good? no. If it was seven bucks, you may have a deal. Seventeen dollars for a sandwich at a ballpark. That is a sin. That is an absolute sin. Well, hey, look at Cubs fan with an eight. Uh, we've been sitting here. We've been enjoying the game. Let's just sit back and enjoy the game. But. Uh, I want to thank you. You, you. you are currently, this is, I just wanted to say, one. you are right now listening to yourself in your earbuds. Does that, is that, that's sort of a, uh, a surreal moment of you have now become part of the Sully Baseball 
daily podcast. How does it feel? Very surreal, yes. But it's a it's a fun experience sitting next to uh, Paul Francis Sullivan. Please call him Sully. That's right. Well, hey, uh, let's see if you can do it. I've asked some people to try to do a sign-off. Let's see how you could do it. Um, okay. Uh, how do we sign off here? Um, he's on SoundCloud, iTunes, Twitter, Stitcher. He's everywhere. Um, the music is by Ted Thacker and Patrick Kaliski. Um, this has been the Sully... Wait, if they could be old school, if they want to be old school, they could do what? They can send an email to info at sullybaseball.com. And... Um, yeah, that's, probably, that's probably it. So the, the, that's when I'd sign off and said... And I say, this has been the Sully Baseball Daily Podcast for uh, May 14th, May 14th, my birthday. This is my birthday present to you, uh, my birthday to you, my listeners here, uh, 2016. And his name is Paul Francis Sullivan, but please call him Sully. I think he nailed it. All right, let's order an $18 crab sandwich. The Giants take on the Cubs beginning Friday, May 20th at 7.15 p.m.